Hi, everyone. Um, thanks for tuning in to our sixth episode of Passabova, where we will be talking about how we're navigating through college as like first gen college students. So, to begin with, hi, this is Sophia. I'm Gloria. Hi, this is John. And today we actually have a guest speaker, Quina. Hi, everyone. I'm Quina. Glad to be on the show. On today's episode, we'll be talking about how we'll classify, how we classify our own cultural identity and like the changes that you saw when you went to college and like basically how it's different from at home and then at college. All right, so like since Queen is new to our podcast, like can you give us a little rundown of like who you are, like where you went to, where where do you go for college, what year you are, and what do you like to do for fun? And the last question, what's your go-to boba order? Okay, so <clears throat> again, hi, I'm Queena, a rising junior at Duke Kunshan University, or DKU for short, and it's basically a Chinese American university that is partners with Duke University and Wuhan University in China to create a liberal arts and research university. And what I like to do for fun is um, I like to look at food, go online and search for food. (laughs) And also I like to go on YouTube and watch whatever that looks interesting. And my go-to boba drink Mm -hmm. is, well, I crave different things depending on my mood. So for fruit drinks, I like peach oolong. And for milk tea, I like mm-hmm. roasted oolong or honey brown rice. Ah. Yeah, both with yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I swear, every That's... time that I go to IT with a Queena, like she's always ordering that, and it's like, huh? Dude, I always get honey brown rice when I come back home because you can't get that anywhere else. That's so true. Like, oh yeah. Also, question, Queena. Like, why did you decide to go to like a college in China? Like, why Duke University at China? Oh, yeah. And what's your major? Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Okay. My major is um, environmental science with public policy track. Um, And I I chose DKU because rather, I feel like rather than going to like a traditional American college for my undergrad, this is like a once in a lifetime chance to go to a college first in a different country second it is newly established it's we well my class class of 2022 is the first undergraduate class so we are the inaugural class so it's something like special we're the pioneers blah 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 so it seems like a (laughs) once in a lifetime chance to be a pioneer of a university and also with duke backing it up it's like a pretty big deal so, yeah, that's Ooh, why I chose DKU. How are you liking that so far, though? I love it. Like, my first year, I struggled a little bit with the new environment and also being away from home and um, the cultural difference um, between, like, the Chinese students and also all the other international students. But then I don't regret it. By the end of my first year, I, I realized I do not regret my decision at all. It is 
it is one of my best decisions. I love it there. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's great. How did you hear about it? Uh, I was just on, I was just looking at colleges in the common app and I was looking at the top 10 private colleges in the, in the US. And so when I clicked on Duke, um, it showed like Duke Kunshan University. And I'd never heard of that. I was like, oh, what is that? So I looked it up. I took the virtual tour online. I read like the website and everything. It sounded really interesting. So I was like, might as well just apply. And I didn't apply to Duke because I feel like I'd rather go to a university in China than in North Carolina for some reason. <laughs> like I feel like it'll, it's kind yeah. of born there but i'd rather go to china because you know i'm i'm abc so like <laughs> i should connect with my culture yeah mm -hmm. so i guess like with that like thanks for like leading us into it also like um so like how would you guys describe your own cultural identity like i feel like cultural identity is like pretty abstract because it doesn't have like a definitive like lining of like how you interpret it but like a general like definition that I gather is that like cultural identity is like a, a feeling or like identity that you feel like you belong to, whether it be connecting through nationality, religion, ethnicity, social class, generation, um, and just like any other social groups that has its own um culture. So like with that, like where do you guys feel like how would you guys like um classify your own cultural identity? Yeah, I definitely feel like I would have to say like Asian American or Chinese American or what, like Karina said, ABC. <laughs> Sometimes have like negative connotations, but I mm -hmm. feel like I can't just say I'm Chinese because then like people in China don't really see me as like, you know, full Chinese. But if I just say I'm American, you know, obviously people in America don't just look at me and be like, ah, oh, she's American. Um, I, I look Asian to everyone here, so it definitely has to be like a mix of both. Um, but at the same time, like I also identify a lot with um, uh, values and cultural ideas from both aspects. And I think that's kind of what makes it unique is that especially being Asian American, I feel like a lot of the values and thoughts are very contrasting between um, American values and thoughts. So I think it's a very unique place to be standing. You're literally like in the middle of a spectrum. Um, and I personally can like understand where both sides are coming from. So it kind of like, it's a difficult place to stand at some points, but nonetheless, a very, very proud of where, <laughs> who I identify as, I guess. So you would identify yourself as Chinese American then? Yeah. Um, I would say before college, I would just say like I'm Chinese. Um, mm -hmm. But then after college and meeting other people, especially meeting people who are actually like born and raised in China and then coming to America um, and interacting with them, like they definitely don't see me as Chinese. Um, and they kind of joke about it because we're all close and friends. They'll just be like, yeah, you're not Chinese. Um, but like, I, I am Chinese. My parents are like both from Guangzhou. So like, it's pretty, um, I, I'm as, not as Chinese as it gets, but like, you know, I'm really close. It's so like, um, yeah, yeah. they don't see me as Chinese. I don't see myself as fully American. 
I thought I was fully Chinese, but to other people, it doesn't look like it. So I'll just, you know, be in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel like you had any like contrary thoughts? Like one side of you, like the Chinese side of you, believe like it's a norm to feel a certain way and then there's the american side like do you always feel like you're always like in a war no no um, like a tug of war kind of thing instead of like a war i think it feels more like i don't know how to think um goes mm-hmm. back to you know <laughs> last podcast where we were talking about like <laughs> enneagrams and how like i don't know how to formulate my thoughts because i'm still thinking about it i feel like i always get caught up in between like um just trying to figure out like you know what is the right thing to do but then since i like there's different like if there's like the american way of thinking and like chinese way of thinking and then it's just me <laughs> always trying to like understand which side i am but then i usually find myself not really having a side and just trying to figure it out my whole life and i think i still am <laughs> interesting <laughs> Yeah. So for me, it's also super confusing because um, my, well, I was born in Taiwan and then I came to the US when I was like super young. But like um, my mom, she's from Vietnam, but like her parents were from China. So, (laughs) damn, we're from everywhere. Yeah. So my mom was born in Vietnam. So it's like, is she Chinese or is she Vietnamese? Because she obviously grew up like in the Vietnamese culture and mm-hmm. like she grew up like with the kind of food and stuff. But like her like bloodline is technically from China and then like mixed with me who was born in another country and then like immigrating here. It's like so confusing because it's like at home I eat Vietnamese food. But I was born in another country, and then I grew up in the culture of America. So it's like, mm. what am I? I don't know. <laughs> do you see yourself as Taiwanese then? No. Like, I, <laughs> do, like honestly, I don't know anything about that country besides the, like, the conflict between China and Taiwan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Karina, what's your take on like, your own cultural identity? Um, for me, I feel like I relate to Gloria. Like my parents are both um, Chinese, and I was born in America, so I identify myself as Chinese American. And like at, in my at my university, the Chinese and international ratio is three to one, so there's three Chinese students per one international. So I tried to be close with some Chinese students to. Um, learn more about the culture there because it's also part of my culture even though they speak Mandarin but my family is from also Guangzhou so we speak Cantonese but I still want to learn more about like China as a whole and Mm. they don't see me as Chinese really they even if I try to use Chinese to communicate with them they would use Chinese for like the first two seconds and then they would change back to English in case that in case they speak too fast or like in case I won't understand. And so they don't see me as Chinese really. They see me as international. Whereas in my international friends, they, they also see me as international, but I feel like they also don't see me fully as international because I look Chinese. 
So, and also mm-hmm. in the administration, like when they try to publicize the university, they would really, they would mainly go to the international or foreign looking students instead of like going to the ABCs or like Asian international students as publicizing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, it's confused. I totally agree with you. Like when you said um, like how when you talk to like some Chinese students and then they'll like try to talk to you in Chinese and then they just switch back to English. Um, like I I was taking a lot of, like a Chinese classes last year and I would I made a couple of friends and they were like international students. They were just like taking it for an easy class because they were taking a bunch of other hard classes. But like uh they I would be like to talk to me in Mandarin so I could like learn faster and then they would do it. But then once they like once I'm like they see I'm trying to process, they just like okay, they just do everything in English. And I'm just like, wait, oh. no, I need to help. I'm trying to learn here. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that was kind of a thing too. Like in high school, like because we have a friend from China, and then I saw that as like, oh, like I could like maybe speak more Cantonese with her because like she knows Cantonese. Like of course, like she speaks Cantonese and Mando, and so I uh, like I'll I'll say, it, and then I feel like sometimes like she thinks that I'm not understanding, but it's like I I feel like I'm I'm understanding, but then like. She we're is learning. She, yeah, like we're learning too. Like she, but she just makes that like quick like judgment. I'm like, oh, I just want to practice some more. Yeah. <laughs> I know my 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 tones are are bad, but like I'm still trying. Yeah, or like what if, what makes me sad the most is like when you order go out and order like dim sum or like go to a Chinese restaurant and they just like sometimes I hang out with my like I have a friend who's Indian, so obviously it doesn't look Chinese. Mm-hmm. So when we go sit down. They just talk to me in English, mm. and then I reply back like, "Oh, you paid on some joke, whatever," in like Ooh. full Cantonese, and then uh-huh. they reply to me in English. And I'm like, <laughs> "But I'm talking to you in Cantonese. Why do you like? Do you not see me as your own like same oh, you know yeah. culture?" Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. And then like yeah. when you sit down, oh. No, no, go, go, go. <laughs> oh, so like when you sit down, when you're by yourself and your friends, they always give you the fork and water. Yeah. But then like when you go with your family, they always give you like the chopsticks and then they ask you what tea you want. <laughs> I know I some like teas off the top sum. of my head. Um, So I guess I will say that like also like when we go on dim sum, I feel like the best way to put a foot forward saying that like you know your things is to say like, oh, like, can I get this kind of tea, but also in the native tongue that the restaurant, like, cart people knows, <laughs> or, like, the waitresses know? Um, yeah. So, like, Queena, like, when you're in, like, chi- um, when you're in China and you go out, like, do you feel that kind of, like, like, difference where, where they go to your more, like, basically like real chi- not real chinese people but like <laughs> but like the actual um people who are born in china like do they do waitresses look at them for a response or like do you are you like seen as a native born chinese yeah since i look chinese they would just talk to me in chinese Ooh. and i but i feel a lot of pressure because my mandarin is not like super like native and sometimes I will forget some words. And so I'm like struggling to remember. And so 
I feel that they think I'm dumb or something because I can't <laughs> yes. speak correctly. I totally <laughs> feel that. Yeah, I know. But yeah, they they just like you. I hang out with international students, and I look the most Chinese there because I am Chinese. There. But yeah, <laughs> they the native Chinese people would usually look at me to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this happened when I went to China with my family back in like 2010. So I was like, what, 10, 11 years old. I didn't mm-hmm. know like, and I still don't know like too many Chinese characters. So me and my sister were just like, we were in like a bus or something and we were reading like the, the street signs on like the different restaurants and stuff. So we'd be like, yeah, like like that. So we'd be just like, we would skip a bunch of characters. My mom told us, like, dude, you like, shut up. Like, don't say anything or else, like, the people around us going to think we're dumb. Like, how is the 10-year-old not able to read any street signs and, like, restaurant mm-hmm. signs? And I was like, oh, ah, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Like, um, like, did people ever try to scam you when you're, you guys were in China? Because... Yeah. I think that, like, that's the benefit of, like, at least looking Chinese. Like, they won't start, like, trying to scam unless I start speaking first and they can tell. But, like, mm-hmm. usually, like, if I stand there looking at something, they might, like, I don't think they'll offer me, like, if I look white, they'll probably offer me, like, a much higher price or something mm-hmm. than, like, me looking Chinese. I yeah. heard, like, from my 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 mom sister and brother when they went to um china they went to beijing and went to like the temples but because they went on like a tour bus that like they kind of had to pay a fee to addition to like the whole tour and everything and then once they're there they had to buy something before entering in and like they had to do it and so they got scammed of like money but i feel like it's because of like the tour bus um but yeah i feel like um, every single time like they talk about going to China, they always like mention like getting scammed because mm. like that's like the thing. But I feel like it's mostly towards like the more populated areas, but I'm not really sure. Haven't been <laughs> sad. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been to motherland. Um but I guess I will go. Um so I feel like I would when someone asked me like who I'll, like classify myself I guess I would say like I am like Chinese American um and I feel like that really resonates with me because like growing up I went to like Chinese school from Monday to Friday right after English school uh, or like because so like, <laughs> like whenever we, like all of my cousins went so like we kind of grew up on the whole idea like we go to like american school first and then afterwards we'll go to chinese school like right after like um elementary school basically so like after like three or four we go to like chinatown and then we go to schooling there and then like the whole thing is that like i don't know i guess because like i grew up there and like just really involved in like Chinatown that like I think that like when I'm away oh that's a later question but um overall like it just kind of makes me more like in tune with it and I guess like while also growing up I kind of watched like Hong Kong dramas like TVB dramas um more so than American and I guess be also like um 
what I noticed is that like a lot of people would have references to like Rolling Stones or like the more class like American classics and then I'll be like what is that I don't know like what they're talking about at all um and then same I (laughs) to be like more American because like I mean the way I dress and the things I do they just like assume that like I'm more American but then I feel like in reality like I don't know much I don't like I'm not so in tune with like the American classics like the books or like music or movies like it wasn't until like college I like I'm I got like a glimpse of like what I'm missing out of or the things that other people are in tune with but I'm not because I like my parents never introduced me to that like they're immigrants from like Jongsan and Gongzhou so like they're more about like traditional ways um <laughs> and yeah but I don't know I feel like another identity a cultural identity that like really impacts is like because then like it would be like of like a social class is like being low income because I feel like that also played like a role and then like like I don't know like in high school it seemed like fine because then like everyone's doing everyone's like about the same class or like um in between up and down but then like when once I go to college I'm just like oh shoot like there's a drastic difference and like the way that people live is like so different based on like the social class true but, yeah, yeah. i guess those are like the real shockers yeah definitely being like first gen really impacts cultural identity i feel mm-hmm. like especially when like i thought it, i felt a lot of it when applying to college and like my parents not knowing how like applying to college works and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but it also very much hit when I was actually in college and people would be like you know ask your family members you know for referrals or recommendations or like Mm -hmm. when I was part of like TEDx Penn they would be like we're looking for speakers so like maybe if you have a really cool family member if your family knows someone that's like you know pretty like famous or something like reach out to them and I'm just like Mm -hmm. Bro, my family knows nobody. Like, are are families supposed to know people? (laughs) I was like, I like, I didn't know. Like, you're supposed to know people. (laughs) Like, I didn't. Wasn't a thing. I guess you do go to an Ivy League where there's like legacy Mm, and stuff. That's true. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's so weird. And like, strange to like hear. Um, I guess like also like another to that too like I was talking to a T or not my T my professor about like my grades and then it kind of came up to like how um, like what my what my parents do for like a living and like I kind of became it, it shocked me because I was like like oh shoot like my parents are basically like a cook and like a seamstress and like I don't know why but like I feel so like low and down but at the same time like I'm just like okay like they were they had the occupation but I'm still at this school so like I'm pretty sure like the professor had no me like no ill intentions but like it just made me think about like how other students can say like oh my parents worked in the stem field like they have a foot in like these companies or like firms or whatever and then like for me to say that I was like oh shoot like this is it's like it felt kind of weird and out of place kind of do you feel like that similar pressure or like distance Quina in when you go to school in China or is that not obvious there mm, I think 
my university is pretty diverse. Like one of the mission is um, being a global citizen, and like we put a lot of emphasis on diversity and multicultural things. So I feel like everyone in the in my university is really understanding and really respectful towards um, different cultures. And there are like, even there are like people from third world countries. So I'm pretty sure like not just, I am from a low income family. So it's not just me, like Asians that feel they're from low income, but also like different cultures. So I can relate to them. Mm. So like the rich people in my school is the Chinese students, which kind of makes sense because the international yeah. students here are Chinese mostly and they're rich. So it kind of makes <laughs> sense. And then whereas like the international students there are kind of seen as like the less less rich people. <laughs> do you ever feel like there's like like do you feel like there is like diversity though like within your own college? Yeah. Definitely. I feel that everyone there is at least trying to make an effort to learn and understand the different cultures we have and if like someone's being disrespectful or like accident like mm-hmm. because there are some like ignorant people then mm-hmm. people aren't afraid to tell them to confront them like hey like this isn't right or like oh you should watch what you're saying or you should respect mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. so mm-hmm. i feel like the community's pretty open and really respectful of the different cultures at my university Ooh. do they have like resources or like any like groups like for that can like cater towards like promoting diversity oh we have a committee it's called Ooh. in short it's dab but i think it's, it's the <laughs> i think it's like the diversity advisory board where like they I'm not exactly sure what they do, but they like <laughs> focus on diversity and making sure like there's no disrespectful things going on and promote diversity as in on campus and stuff like that. I think that's what they do. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. I guess like the reason why I'm asking is because like um I noticed that like on multiple like at least for UCs I know for sure like they have a lot of like cultural groups are also like different kind of groups that can cater towards different kind of aspects. So like while you're guys in college, did you guys like reach out to these different groups or like look up? Yeah, just like did you guys look uh, for like these different groups? Yeah. Okay. Since our university is um let's see. That's 2020. Uh, 2020. Okay, so it's seven years old right now, but technically it's two years old. But um, we only have like, so clubs are like really new in our university. Mm-hmm. And but so far we have like, um, I know we have a Korean club, we have a Latino club, we have, uh, there's a lot of like Chinese cultural clubs, like for example, um, dance, like Chinese cultural dance and like calligraphy and all that um but there's not like too many clubs from like different culture like just for that culture but we have Mm. i know for sure we have korean and um 
What's the other one? Oh, Latino. <laughs> yeah, Latin X. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely, I remember going to college thinking oh, I'm going to join like the Hong Kong Student Association because I wanted to practice my Cantonese and stuff and just be better <laughs> at Cantonese. Um, but it also felt like super, they were, it felt super like exclusive. Um, it felt mm-hmm. like if you, only people who are international students from Hong Kong could participate in it, or maybe I just didn't really feel like I belong there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't end up joining that. I did mm-hmm. join like the Chinese Student Association, which is like super big. But that was also kind of the problem is because it was so big, I didn't really get to know too many people very closely. Um, so I wasn't super active in that. Um, surprisingly, the most like, I think, inclusive cultural club on our campus, at least for the, the like East Asian, Southern Asian side, is the Vietnamese Student Association. And like, I think it's because we don't have too many Viet students at Penn. So a lot of like, just... Asians in general, or even like any people, really um, join the club to uh, learn more, learn about like Viet culture. But it's really full of like a bunch of different people, and everyone's like super included in everything. And um, yeah, I've just been like dancing for their cultural shows and stuff. But they're pretty cool, and I think they're one of like the more inclusive clubs i also tried joining the korean one but uh yeah i said last time like i walked into the room and everyone was speaking korean so i felt oh. kind of scared and, yeah <laughs> how about your um line uh pen lines, or lines oh yeah line pen lines yeah pen lines. i mean i guess oh well yeah that is the cultural i was just thinking of like <laughs> ethnicity groups but obviously mm. this is a very cultural group too yeah we're super I mean, we do line dance and focus on line dancing. Um, and most of us are like Chinese, but we do get occasional. Like we have like one Korean. We had an Indian that just graduated and um, actually two for the last two years. And then um, we just get a wide range of people from time to time. But mostly I'm since it's like a very, very Chinese thing. I, I, I was assume that's why it attracts a lot of Chinese people, but it's a good like hand bunch of us that are just like you know, if you want Chinese friends, these are a good <laughs> bunch of people. <laughs> Lamo, how about you, Jung? Um, there's there's also a lot of clubs at my school, but I don't know if your school does this, but like there's like like Chinese American clubs and then there's like the Chinese Chinese clubs where it's like they're all international students and then um yeah but the the Chinese American or like Vietnamese American or Korean American clubs they're usually known to be like like party hubs like it's just like things you join if you want to go to a party and it's not really a lot of like learning about your cultural culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if joining like a culture club in college is really uh, beneficial if like you want to like 
learn more about your culture. You know, if the、mm. Chinese Chinese club is a little more like, would you learn、about、more from that? I I think like the Chinese or like the international students, they're more exclusive with、um, like the people that they want to talk to. Because <laughs>、mm-hmm. if yeah, if you're not like good at Chinese or whatever, I feel like they generally don't really want to talk to you, and they're like super bougie too. <laughs> True.、Yeah. When when they wake up at eight a.m. dressed up like. In streetwear, and then you come up with like a bummy like outfit. <laughs> Wait, Queena, do you feel like the Chinese students, like the actual, the Chinese citizens <laughs> at your schools, are also like kind of、uh, distance from the internationals, or are you guys like actually close? Since my university really promotes diversity, like we even in classrooms, we. The professors tried to make us like mingle and,、um, like, socially we do like talk to each other and hang out sometimes. Like if we see each other, we'll greet each other, and it's fine. But then if we actually like go out and hang out, it's mostly Chinese students would want to hang out with Chinese students because、mm. they probably feel more comfortable speaking in Chinese and like they probably feel more. Yeah, just more comfortable like being with each other because like they're from the same culture and blah, blah blah blah. They don't have to like, they don't have to. What's the word? Like like watch or like yeah, they don't have to、yeah. just cater like, to、yeah. the international students. Um, but I do see a lot of groups where like if they hang out, they would just they would invite. You know, Chinese students with international students, you know, and vice versa. They will invite each other to go hang out, like to eat, especially because Chinese students they are really helpful to international students because they can speak Chinese. True. So yeah, it's need them to order food for you. Yeah, exactly. All tour guides. Yeah, and they're they're pretty cool. They're fun. I feel the Chinese students are way different than the international students here because they're even though they're pretty, most of them are pretty well off. They're like. Humble, you know they.、Ooh. Yeah, both feet on the ground. They don't flex on the cars. <laughs> yeah. No,、um, they don't come to school with Gucci slippers. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I I was talking to Sophia the other day. Um, like I, I'm actually like a research assistant for, uh, a, working on a project that deals with conflict in. Study abroad in cultures, something like that. But, <laughs> but, and right now I'm doing literature review. So I read this one、um, paper that talks about how like、um, students from Hong Kong they went to Canada to、uh, study abroad, and then there were like students that are like, like, oh, we should stay together, and they were telling like other. Some Hong Kong students wanted to hang out with, in the students, the local students. But then the Hong Kong, some Hong Kong students were like, "Oh, why are you hanging out with them? Like, you should, you shouldn't、um, confine to their Westerner culture. You know, you should stay with your own culture." Blah blah. So I、oh. do believe, like what Jung said, there are some students that are kind of exclusive.、Um, they don't like to mix and mingle with. 
the Western culture. They like to be with their own group for some reason. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. I definitely do <laughs> feel like there are some, uh, at least like in America, there are some like Chinese international students who like kind of believe that the Western beliefs and politics are like brainwashing and like they don't want to you know be brainwashed into like the western cultures yeah. so then and like you know they still see like but they're going to school here yeah but like they still are like very prideful in like china and china as a country so like um i mean that's a whole different conversation too but it I, that also could be a reason why i guess some of them don't like to talk to us <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm really curious what's what the native Chinese students think of like ABCs. Like I wonder why they don't want to yeah. talk. <laughs> like I had this one incident where like I was on a bus and um it was, i was like kind of in a rush i like i wasn't like really like oh my gosh oh my gosh because then like um i was getting ready i thought i was able to go to this like career fair but like it turns out you need to get a ticket like i reserve a spot but like you need to book a slot and i didn't get the email anyway so like i was on a bus and then i overheard this like i'm pretty sure it was like, basically international student talking about finding a job and it was like really easy whatever and then i and then he was speaking in Cantonese and then I feel like I've been trying to like find like little ways to like use Cantonese with like native speakers so I could like try to practice it and so when I asked them the question they were kind of shocked they were like wow <laughs> and then um and then and then and then one of the guys was like oh gong hei la koi hei you got abc la after asking like where I'm from and then I was like oh yeah <laughs> um but I don't know I guess like it's weird maybe it's also maybe because like they're pretty like what we've been saying that like they stick with their own group and so maybe they're kind of shocked to like reaching out to other people who may not to speak their own native tongue so I get I think that's probably what they do often too like that's what I'm assuming and maybe that's why they kind of they're more distant um with other people yeah. yeah you know how like a bunch of like international students would always just like either speak mandarin or cantonese with their friends like only mm -hmm. sometimes i feel left out because i i also like it sounds so nice when you're just i think it's just really cool when you can like you know fluently speak yeah. their language and just casually have a conversation with someone um like on a day-to-day -day basis and like i wouldn't be like that too but <laughs> i don't know who to like talk to because you know all my friends naturally just speak english but mm -hmm. if i try to talk to them like they don't they always feel like they need to speak english for me to understand mm -hmm. so hey yeah maybe yeah. we should have like a full chinese podcast dude i'm down <laughs> for that <laughs> I feel like um with my experience in college, I feel like I jumped around to a lot of groups. And so I feel like in my mindset, like I feel like my mindset was basically what Queena described of like but not towards like Westerners, but like to other groups, like learning about like different cultures and then 
another side of my brain is like telling me like oh like you should find some more like Cantonese speaking people because like you know like I'm I'm pretty sure you're you're missing home and so like during my first two years of college I basically kind of jumped from like a Filipino group to like just spending time with my friends who are more who are Latino um and so like from those things, like from the Filipino org, like I'm kind of glad I joined it because I learned more about their culture as well. Um, and I mean, there's always like the the fun side to it too. Um, but then like <laughs> I did like appreciate it because like I learned more about like their culture and like how it's also similar to our culture in like some ways. And when I spend more time with my like Latino friends, um, with the same concept too, like I le- I learned their differences, our differences, but also like I started to see like the commonalities between our different cultures, um, because behind it like a lot of things are pretty similar, but of course like there are distinct distinct things that make our cultures different, um, and so also like second year like I joined a Latina sorority, um, I also feel like it was just like. It was kind of like because my friend wanted to join it, and then I was like, okay, I'll be there to like support you, and then I end up just doing it with her. But I guess like because I've been so distanced and pushing away that other part of me where it's like, oh, like I want to be more like with my roots. That I've I've been I feel like I was pretty desperate in finding people who know how to speak Cantonese, and once I did find them, I kind of like lock them tight and be like, oh, like like let's practice like Cantonese with each other, and so. Like I found this one friend of mine that knows how to speak Cantonese, and I'm like, oh shoot, like I can feel more at home. Cause then at this point, I feel like there's a void in me that missed home and like home culture. Cause then I feel like there's not that many people who speak Cantonese or like there's a Cantonese culture in San Diego. Um, and so like that's my way of coping with that little void of mine. Um, and something that I noticed that I like care more deeply about. Um, because I guess like it does like influence me more, and it re- made me re- realize that like I am a pretty much like I want to be more into my roots. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it makes me happy to hear that like people are proud of their culture and want to learn more about their culture and also other cultures. Mm-hmm. And, but because I know there are some people who kind of feel embarrassed or ashamed to like kind of show off their culture like even speaking Chinese in public they will feel embarrassed or yeah they would like somehow look down on their own culture mm-hmm. which is kind of sad mm-hmm. but I'm, mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad that we all are pretty proud <laughs> yeah. yeah I've like heard a lot of stories where people I don't like Actually, I'll ask you guys first. Like, have ever you ever in your moment in life like felt ashamed or like not proud of being Asian or Chinese? Yeah, I feel like when I was younger, I felt kind of ash- not like not maybe ashamed, maybe embarrassed too, because mm-hmm. I think the classic, you know, like the lunch. Stories uh, where oh. I would think that like oh bringing the American type of lunch like lunchables are is cooler Same. than like homemade food. I always just ask my mom to get me lunchables mm-hmm. instead. 
instead of like yeah. bringing home cooked food because I feel kind of embarrassed, I feel like it's not as cool or like people might judge me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when I used to ask my mom for Lunchables and then she would just be like, like $5 for a piece of cracker and like some cheese <laughs> and some like cold ham. Like, dude, I'm cooking you some good meals and you want $5 for some shitty like food. And after that, I was like, you know, you're right. <laughs> this is like this is some good food. And yeah, but I remember when I used to yeah. want Lunchables too. I feel like because of our middle school, like, I feel like we became pretty, I feel like it was a safe place to, like, bring home-cooked meals. Like, I remember, like, we'll all sit together with our, like, carrying, like, uh, like lunch pails with our um, containers yeah. and the thermals with, like, <laughs> chow fun, gao di, like, and everything. And then, yeah. like, I get that, I guess that's why, like, I always felt safe to bring in my culture because like everyone uh, I guess like because a group that I was with and like that I spent time with um appreciated like is not, and aren't afraid of like showing that side of us our our own culture um so I'm pretty appreciative of like of having that group like throughout like middle school to college or middle school yeah to college but like basically during the time of like middle school and high school um, but also, like, to your question, Gloria, like, I felt like I've been pretty, like, because I've been raised in, like, pretty traditional, like, household, like, everything I do, like, kind of goes back to being Chinese. Um, but I feel like during high school, I kind of, like, pushed that to the side and just kind of continue without doing too much or, like, putting more emphasis on, like, representing my own culture. Um, I feel like I've been elsewhere, but not my own. Um, and so like i guess that's been like the time that i felt like i've been hiding it the most mm. which yeah i don't know if you guys like have I feel a similar like, experience too actually junk do you have like anything first oh yeah i you guys were talking about like bringing our own lunches to school mm -hmm. and stuff but then i don't know i remembered I don't remember when, but I remember like I used to feel ashamed of like whipping out my big ass thermos <laughs> like during lunchtime when everyone's like lining up to get lunch and I'm like eating hot food and then like have to like open the cap and like take out the spoon where like it like bends. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like I don't know why I felt so ashamed that I was having some like fancy meal when everyone was eating like trash. <laughs> Yeah, but I was like pretty embarrassed. Got a good meal. Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. And then like I remember this one time my mom put dumplings in a Ziploc bag and oh. like I guess it smelled. It kind of does. Yeah, and I remember like in class people were like, "What's that smell?" <laughs> And then, like, I remember this girl, she was going around the whole class trying to sniff it out. And I was like, oh, don't come here, please, please, please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sophia, you said, like, you, like, weren't being, like, you weren't paying attention or, like, doing much in, like, the Chinese culture because you're, like, as you said, like, other places and, like, doing other things. But, like, I feel like I have, like, the opposite experience where I'm just, like, too Chinese <laughs> and like, 
I only have Chinese friends, and like now I'm like doing lion dancing, so it's like what like the most Chinese you can get, <laughs> and then and like you know all that stuff. But like I don't really have any friends outside of like Chinese people, and I'm just like, am I like too Chinese? And like, do I need to expand <laughs> and like meet other people? But I never know how because I feel like I, there's nothing to talk about. Like I can't really relate. Graphics. Your your design. Do you want to? I don't. I I feel like I should, but I don't know if I want mm. to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's like so easy to like you know talk about a lot of you know like I don't know like family stuff or like whatever. Um, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But then I also, like, my mom, I posted a picture when I first, like, got to college and I took a couple of pictures with my friends, which happened to be Chinese. They were just, like, the people who lived <laughs> on my hall. Um, mm-hmm. And they were Chinese. And I took a picture. I posted on WeChat. And my mom was like, oh, I saw wow, are one. you in Chinese school? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> She's like, you need to go make some, like, white friends or something. And I'm just like, it's uh, hard. I don't even know where to find them. <laughs> I feel like I get the opposite. My mom was like, oh, my dad's like, you should find more Chinese people to talk to because their Chinese is getting pretty bad. Like, your Cantonese is getting pretty bad. So, like, you should find some, like, Cantonese-speaking friends so you can practice your Cantonese. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, like, we, we have, like, different spectrum of it. Yeah. But... I feel like I've been trying to fill a void by like cooking Chinese meals at home or at San Diego and like introducing my like non-Chinese friends to like that kind of culture. Like I celebrated Chinese New Year's, well like in a sense like Chinese New Year dinner with Uh, them and (laughs) and, like and it felt really nice because like I guess because like I grew up like we grew up or like I grew up with like eating dinner with like the entire family even if it's like going through good things or bad things or like we're still eating dinner together I feel like I was starting to miss that so like I kind of wanted to introduce my friends who did who aren't like familiar with that like to like get together cook a meal together and like sit down and like just like vibe <laughs> and so I guess like that's my way of like trying to find the emptiness of like not knowing where to look for that group of people because i did like look into like casa which is like the chinese american one but i don't know i guess like because i went in by myself that was like um i'm kind of scared and like i don't know what they're doing so like i kind of dipped and then just went on with my way um but yeah (laughs) like that's been like kind of my experience with that queen do you ever feel like you're missing out on like the american culture stuff when you're at school or like or do you still, I don't know, like, do you have any similar experiences to, like, what Sophia feels? But, like, I guess opposite, since you're <laughs> in China. Mm, I feel like mm, the, I'm not someone that, like, really is into American culture. Um, like, I think the most that I've been into American culture was like my One Direction phase in middle school, <laughs> where like I always kept <laughs> yeah. track of like the American entertainment <clears throat> stuff, and like that was I think that was the most I've been into American in- uh, culture. But I feel like I'm been more interested in the 
Asian culture yeah. instead and just focus more on that. So I don't really feel left out. But if I do, like, I, sorry, I feel like Twitter is a great way for me to kind of <laughs> oh, see what's happening. Keep updated. Yeah, keep updated. Mm-hmm. And also TikTok. I love TikTok, oh, yeah. by the way. But you know, we can't access we can't access American TikTok in China. So wait, so do you use Douyin when you're in China? When you're in school? No, but I just recently downloaded it to watch like both sides, the differences, <laughs> and yeah, it's really interesting. The yeah. difference. I I watch a bunch of like Douyin because my boyfriend watches a lot of it, so I end up watching a lot of it. Pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, they're so like trendy, like so fashionable and so skinny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you ever miss America when you're at school? I miss the food here. Like really? the, like I miss. It's it's weird because here you can get like really good pho and like Thai food uh, and Korean food. Oh, okay, we have Korean food there too. But in China, it's mostly. Chinese or like just some chain restaurants, but it's mm-hmm. not really that easy to find like the good pho or um, like Thai authentic food. food. Yeah, and oh my god, Mexican food! Oh. Mexican food there is is like worse <laughs> than Taco Bell. Oh, oh <laughs> which is god. pretty bad. Something. Yeah, and it's they're expensive too for some reason. It's kind of overpriced and it's not. Good, so yeah, mm-hmm. I really miss the food here. I remember <laughs> you, I did like a cultural exchange program thing in high school, and like one of my uh exchange families, they're like, Oh, you're from America, like your first meal, we can take you to like eat some steak. That steak <laughs> was like well, well done. <laughs> oh. it, I don't think like oh. they did medium rare, or like it wasn't that good, it was just like a chunk of meat. And I was just like, I should take me to eat some Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I feel like a lot of Asian people like their like steak like well well done. And then yeah. like my mom, like whenever we go to like Texas steakhouse, right? Um, like my dad will order like medium rare because like he's been to like New he worked in New York before and like elsewhere. So he's more in tune with like the American culture of like that. The possibility of eating like medium rare is like actually pretty good but my mom is like more kind of like like circled within like chinese culture so like she always orders like well done and i'm like looking at that stick and it looks so small because it's drunk <laughs> so much because like it's well done yeah. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> i find that pretty funny yeah my mom also does that <laughs> like if there's blood she's like Nope. Nope. <laughs> Take it back. Uh, I feel like my yeah. family is like the exception. We're all like medium rares and I grew up on medium rare. And same. Like, yeah, I at this point I don't even know how to differentiate what's like edible, what's not edible <laughs> and what's edible because I'm just like the redder the better. It's more juicier. That's so just eat it raw. Dude. Sometimes <laughs> I want to try like where did where do they do it where they do like just eat the raw beef? Is it Japan? Yeah, beef. Oh, or something? 
Oh, oh don't they have that in the Korean dishes too, where it's just like strips of um, raw beef with yeah. like the peaches and an egg, like a raw egg. Okay, I don't know about raw egg. That That's sounds kind of scary. It's like, a, it's like an egg yolk. Apparently, yeah, it's yeah. Good. It's like chewy. It's, it's good. You tried it? Oh, don't you try it? Yeah, there? I was. Yeah, I I went to. It's called Baekjong in um, Irvine. It's like a Korean barbecue restaurant, and I was with my Korean friend, so like she forced me to eat it. But then it was actually pretty good. Ooh, it's so like soft and chewy. Wow. Ooh, let's go! I want some. Oh, it's expensive. <laughs> we could share one piece. <laughs> a a micro bite. <laughs> Do you guys have any other like last words? Do you guys have any last words about like, like? cultural identity and like how you guys feel about like the change that you've seen so far based on like the different locations you've been to be proud of who you are i think it's always important to just even if you like don't i i feel like it's good to appreciate like your culture even if it's not like something you resonate with like you know it's still something special and different from other people um and your own experience obviously will shape it, but like, I think it's always something good to be proud of. I mean, every culture is going to have yeah. bad things attached to it, so might as well look at the good side of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I second yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I would say be open to learn about your own culture and also other people's culture, even if you don't agree or fully like accept. at least just be open-minded to Mm. learn and be respectful yes (laughs) um i guess like my last words is like like from my experiences that like um like like i mentioned before like i there's a point where i kind of hit it and then i jumped to like different groups but at the end of it like you'll still have your own culture so like what karina is saying like definitely like there's it doesn't hurt to like reach out to different groups because you get to learn more and more about culture cultural things and um like customs and then you're always going to like have your background always with you like whenever you want to go back but definitely like be proud of that background that you come from because that probably like shaped you to how you are now Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah um so that kind of wraps up our episode six like thanks for listening so far thank you Queena, for coming on and like sharing your experiences from here and also china uh give us a yep. five stars on apple podcast <laughs> thank you for having me yep do you have any socials you want to shout out oh, um no it's fine <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Um, follow us on Instagram, Pasabova. Um, we have podcasts every Monday. And bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>